Hey mamas, you are listening to the Motherhood is Ghetto podcast. We all know motherhood can be a beautiful thing, but girl, it can also be ghetto. Join me as we discuss some of the best and worst parts of being a mom raising kids, all while trying to figure out this thing called life. This ghetto is a safe space, mamas. So welcome to the hood. Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode of Motherhood is Ghetto. My name is Joy and how y'all doing out there? If y'all doing all right, say amen. Um, The last episode I did was January 22nd. My apologies. Um, I've just been busy living life, but I am here and I am back today and I am glad that you are here with me. If you are listening, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, like I said, I've just been busy living life. I've been busy with work. I've been busy with my side hustles um, and really brainstorming and trying to think of things and ways that I can bring you guys some genuine content. Amen. Um, because every time I do this podcast, I want to make sure I'm bringing you guys value and something that you can take away from this podcast and apply to your everyday life and your everyday motherhood journey. So that's what I was doing. But aside from that, you know, just been doing the same old, same old, enjoying my kids, enjoying myself, and trying to make the most out of this thing called life. So um, today's episode, we are kicking off our very first official, unofficial book club on the Motherhood is Ghetto podcast. Amen. (laughs) Um, I really wanted to start a book club, (laughs) and I don't know why, but, well, I think I do know why. I think it's because... Um, every time I get knowledge, like, especially like, like information that I know, like another fellow mom could use, like, I want to share it. Like I always have the urge, like to share it and spread the word. Um, and I'm, I've been reading a lot of books lately over the past two years. And I'm like, this information sometimes that I read is too good to gatekeep. So I wanted to start an official, unofficial book club <laughs> because the, um, and I say unofficial because the only way that you can join this book club is to listen to this podcast. <laughs> so if you don't listen to the podcast, then you're not in the book club. Um, But a few weeks ago, I posted on my Instagram uh, the book that we'll be reading um, during the podcast, and it is The Black Girl's Guide to Financial Freedom, Build Wealth, Retire Early, and Live the Life of Your Dreams. Now, if you're not black, I know you're probably wondering, how will this book benefit me? Amen. Um, and it's okay if you're not a black girl and you're listening to this and you want to participate in this series of the book club. You don't have to be black um, because this book gives 
gives lots of information and gems that any woman of any race could use, honestly. Um, It's just that this book and these experiences are written from a black woman's perspective. So there are a lot of things in this book that black women can relate to, but that's just not to say that any other race cannot relate to these things. Um, It's just written by a black woman and from a black woman's perspective. Um, But do not feel left out and do not feel like you cannot join us and partake in this journey to financial freedom. Amen. Because financial freedom is for everyone. And... The more information that we have and the more we arm ourselves with the right information, it's going to set us up for a more beautiful future. And then also, too, it's going to set our kids up. Amen. It's going to set them up for a better future. So um, just to give you guys a little backstory, I've been... I've been doing a lot of research about uh, finances, saving, retirement, all that good stuff. Um, Because there were two things. There's two things that I really want and that are my goals. One is I want to be able to retire at an age where I can still do shit. Amen. (laughs) Um, I don't want to retire when I'm super old and I can barely move. And all I want to do is just sleep and rest. I want to retire at an age where I'm still able to get up with my kids, have fun, go on vacations, do activities, um, go out with friends, uh, all all the things that you can imagine doing as a healthier, younger person. And I don't want to wait until my golden years to to live the life of my choosing. So I've made a decision to start now, start taking control of my financial life and my future financial life. And with that also, I've I've decided to take control of my kids' financial future. Now, of course, I, I just to be 100% transparent, I never thought about saving or investing um in these last 13 years that I've been having children. Um I always thought that my life insurance was enough. And my thought process with it was, you know, when I die, like my kids, you know, my husband will get my life insurance and they'll be fine. But at some point that's going to run out, you know, and I would have had to trust, you know, my husband and, you know, the, the people around him to, you know, invest and, you know, make that money, make more money and make more money. And now that the situation is reversed and just experiencing losing a spouse and the ramifications or not even also, not even always the ramifications, but just the, the after effects of what happens after, um, children lose their parents or a spouse loses their spouse. Um, it's pretty deep. (laughs) Um, I learned and realized a lot of things that I didn't know before and that I was a hundred percent not prepared for just being honest. Cause we all think we have enough time, right? We all think that we're going to be here forever, even though we know we're not. Um, we all think for some reason we're going to be here forever and that we have time 
to put these things and set these things up in place to safeguard our children's future in in the inevitable event that we're not here anymore. And I will say that when my husband died, it, it really did like set something off in my mind. And it's like, I don't like, even though like my, my life insurance is pretty robust and I know that they'll be fine, but they'll only be fine temporarily. And that's not enough for me. (laughs) I realized that that's not enough for me. That doesn't make me feel better about the situation or anything like that. So I decided to take matters into my own hands and start researching this the investing and retirement accounts and uh, Roth IRAs and S&P 500s and all that good stuff. Because, like I said, one, I want to be able to retire at an age where I can still do stuff and have fun and enjoy my family. And two, I want my children to be financially okay when I'm gone. And I don't mean for a few months. I mean, like, for, I want them to have the freedom to choose. And when I say that, I want their finances to be so secure that if they want to work, they can. If they decide not to take over the my business or the business that my husband left, that's okay. Um, I want them to have the freedom to choose whether they, whatever, like, I just want them to have the freedom to choose whatever, because I don't know if, you know, one of my kids is going to grow up and be like, not want to work a traditional nine to five. I don't know, but I want them to have the freedom to choose. I don't want them to feel stuck in a situation I don't want them to feel like they have to pick up the torch like where I left off or their dad left off. I don't want them to feel like they have to give up their passion for a paycheck. And that is really important to me. And I just want them to have the freedom to choose. If they want to work a nine to five, that's cool. I'm with it. But if they don't, I'm with that too. If they want to travel the world, maybe they don't want to live in the house that that I leave for them. But maybe they want to travel the world. I'm cool with it. If they want to live in an RV, like I'm cool. I'm cool with everything they decide. I just want them to have the freedom to decide it. And honestly, the in my mind, the only way that I can get them to that freedom is to make sure that they're financially secure enough to be able to feel that freedom. So that's where we are with it today. And we're going to kick off this book club today. Amen. Again, I'm really happy that you guys are here. So without further ado, let's go ahead and kick this off. So I thought a lot about how I wanted to structure this book club because I've never ran a book club before and I've never done anything like this before. So my first thought was like, we'll read a chapter every episode. Um, But also too, I really, if you can, I really want you to grab this book because I want you to support this queen. 
Um, because I think this is a good book to have just in your household. And as your household grows older, you know, you give it to your kids and they can read it. Um, so I really would like some feedback on this episode. My plan is to read a little bit of each chapter and then kind of, kind of on the next episode, we do kind of like a debrief. So hopefully by the next episode, you've read at least the chapter that we, we started in the previous episode. So that way we can break it down. We can discuss, and then we start in a little bit on chapter two. And then between that time and the next episode, you guys have read chapter two, so on and so forth. So that's my goal with this. But if you guys have any feedback or if you want me to read the whole chapter during the episode or, you know, how, however you guys feel more comfortable me doing this, please give me feedback. I would love the feedback so that way I can make this experience good for you guys. Um, before today, we're going to start, um, I kind of want to read you guys the introduction. Well, the introduction is kind of long. Um, and I don't know how much time it's going to, I feel like to me, I'm a slow reader, but, but let's just start out with the introduction because I feel like with this introduction, it could resonate with some people. So we're going to start there and we're going to see where this takes us. So again, we are reading the black girl's guide to financial freedom. Uh, Build Wealth, Retire Early, and Live the Life of Your Dreams by Paris Woods. You've been following all the rules. You've been investing in your education, working hard, and showing up with excellence in your everyday life. Basically exemplifying black girl magic wherever you go. So why aren't you further in ahead financially? It turns out most popular financial advice is designed to teach us either how to maintain a middle-class financial status or offers us sparkly sparkly million-dollar promises that provide false hope while making us believe that the reason we're not millionaires is that we're not working hard enough. It seems to require luck or some extraordinary talent to achieve real wealth. I've read a lot of this advice over the years, advice on how to use credit cards, build a credit score, save for a house, put something away for retirement, and create a budget to track every expense. This turned out to be the standard middle-class advice that can be a good foundation if you're new to thinking about your finances, but it doesn't really seem to get your financial life moving anyplace exciting. The truth is that most of the middle-class folks I know feel pretty broke at the end of the day. They've got a stack of bills to pay, never enough money coming in, and goals that feel harder and harder to reach. The moment something breaks in the house, they're teetering on the edge of financial collapse. Going to see a financial advisor often makes matters worse. You're as likely to get good advice as you are to walk away with some ridiculous insurance policy packed with fees and and the promise of a hefty payout when you die. I'm sorry, but really... The, the underwhelming quality of the available advice on middle-class living 
led me to check out the other extreme. You know, the enticing books about how to become a millionaire by thinking like the wealthy or by creating a banging business that's a huge success. I love a good rags to riches story and the notion of the American dream, which makes us all believe that any one of us could wake up rich tomorrow. Yet I found that a lot of the advice these folks provided is the wishy-washy, positive mindset stuff that is interesting to read, but doesn't provide any practical advice on putting real strategies into practice. Or it's the nitty-gritty strategies that make you exhausted just reading them. No one becomes a millionaire overnight, and most of the roadmaps to get there will likely have you feeling frustrated while trying to figure out how to make them work. At least that's how I felt. I'm a pretty smart woman and can understand how building a successful business or becoming a real estate mogul are figure-outable endeavors. The thing is, figuring them out are full-time jobs all their own, and I happen to have other things I'd rather be doing. What other things, you ask? I'm an educator at heart. I like to read, learn new things, travel, spend time with friends, watch a good television show, and catch a Beyonce concert every few years when she's on tour. I write, I study, I sing. When I'm in the mood, what what was missing in the financial advice space was a plan for someone like me. I don't want to spend every waking moment thinking about making money, but I also don't want to settle for the balancing act of a typical life. Constantly trying to figure out how to make all of the financial pieces of my world fit together, I needed something different. A life plan for building wealth that didn't require superhuman effort or genius and one that allowed me to live out my dreams in the comfort of financial security. I found bits and pieces of what I needed in a lot of different places. It's just that no one had put it all together until now. You hold in your hands the book I wish I had ages ago and the book I hope every black woman in America gets the chance to read. This book is about freedom. It's about building wealth so that we can be free to live our, to live our very best lives and enjoy ourselves along the way. So pause right here on the introduction. So when I first read this introduction, it resonated with me so deeply because, yeah, like we all want to make money. We all want to be, you know, a millionaire. We, I don't hear anyone saying, like, I don't want to be a millionaire. Like, we all could use an extra million dollars laying around somewhere. But what I would have to sacrifice to get it, I don't know if I'm willing to do that. Um... I don't, I don't know if I'm willing to work until I'm 65 or hell, by the time I get old, they may have already pushed the retirement age to 70 or something like that. Like I, I, I just, I don't want to be stuck and I, and I want to build a plan for my wealth and my children's wealth. So if that resonated with you also say amen. But let's continue on with the introduction. Why is this info so hard to find? I'm not a cynic, but I am a realist. And the reality is that our society is designed to profit from our labor. This is why it's so hard to get our government to pass a mere $15 minimum wage. Too many companies are profiting from low-wage labor, 
while society benefits from the economic classes remaining right where they are. Instead of being taught how to hop off the hamster wheel and divest from a consumer-driven culture, one that keeps pulling us deeper into debt and further away from our dreams, we are given advice on how to manage debt and work within the boundaries of the system. This is why you can follow all of society's rules just as they're written, yet still end up tied to a job you don't like or scrambling to find extra money to put away in savings. I don't find this one bit acceptable. I want to see black women win financially. It's time for us to take a different path. My proposal is that we learn from others who travel the road to financial freedom themselves over the years. After all, early retirees and everyday millionaires who built their wealth steadily over time are all around us, essentially hiding in plain sight. Imagine what would be possible if black women pursued the path of financial independence in mass. If we truly had the freedom to spend our time however we like, there would be so much more creativity, innovation, and joy in the world. Imagine the difference we could make in our lives, our families' lives, and for the well-being of our communities. This is a dream I have for you, for us, and why I decided to write this book. Why Financial Freedom Matters When I started this journey, I was thousands of dollars in debt with no plan of getting out. Following the principles outlined in this book helped me turn my net worth from negative to positive. One thing I can tell you from experience is that having money in the bank gives you a new perspective on life. Amen? Shit. That's not in the book, by the way. (laughs) A confidence to make the choices you really want to make and a sense of comfort in knowing that no matter what comes your way, you'll be okay. This is why I use the term financial freedom interchangeably with financial independence throughout this book. These, term ha- these terms have different meanings to different groups of people, but I found that money in the bank and knowing that you'll be fine in- if your paycheck disappears tomorrow is freedom indeed. I have found many distant mentors along the way to help me sort out the steps of this journey, and it just took me a little longer than I would have liked to find them. You might be surprised to hear that this country is chock full of millionaires. Over 20 million individuals in the United States have a net worth of a million dollars or more in 2020. And what I learned from a popular study about the average millionaire the Millionaire Next Door by Thomas J. Stanley, is that these folks are everywhere, living in middle-class and blue-collar neighborhoods, enjoying lives free of financial worry. To be honest, that's the kind of wealthy life, that's the kind of wealthy life I want for myself. Nothing too fancy or flashy, just a peace of mind from knowing that the financial side of my life is fully handled. While most wealthy folks are busy living their lives and avoiding the spotlight, I'm grateful for the few who have come out of the shadows to share their wisdom with the rest of us. I have immersed myself in blogs written by black folks who have cracked the code to a stress-free life. Some of them retired on more than a million dollars, and others retired on much less. Some of these writers are single, some are married, and some are raising children. There is no defining background characteristic that makes a life of financial freedom possible. 
As you'll learn, the key is getting clear about what you want from life and then aligning your financial plan to match your goals. Let me say that again, because I think some of us might have missed that gem. The key is getting clear about what you want from life and then aligning your financial plan to match your goals. Amen. You have to be clear, but you... You have to be so clear that if a motherfucking bird were to fly up to your vision, they would run smack dab into the window because it's so clear. Like, you got to be clear. And that's what I've been working on, too. Like, I've been getting super crystal clear on what I want from life and then saying, okay... What would it take to get me there? Baby, mamas, listen to me. Get clear, okay? Get clear, amen? How this book will help you get there. If you follow the simple advice found in in these pages, you will build wealth and possess the tools to retire early if that's one of your goals. More importantly, you will gain the knowledge to create financial freedom for yourself and for the generations who follow you. The first half of this book, part one, is all about freedom from debt. A scholar activist, Audre Lorde, once said, the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. It's it's one of my favorite quotes because it reminds me to question the systems I take for granted and challenge widely held beliefs that unknowingly keep me bound. The financial house we live in today is built upon debt and indenture. We are led to believe that debt is normal, if not a point of pride. Look at my fancy house and my expensive degree. But the truth is that debt has been used to suppress the economic advancement of our people for generations. If we are going to experience financial freedom, we've got to let the system go. Part one will help you do just that giving you the tools to navigate the world debt-free. Part two is about mapping out your personal path to financial freedom. When you are debt-free, you have a lot more cash at your disposal. We'll talk about how to use that extra cash to finance your dream lifestyle. We will start by getting super clear on what your dream life looks like and feels like. Then we'll get your personal financial system set up to automate the process of building wealth so you can get started right away focusing on making your dreams a reality. Finally, we'll walk through some of the most common scenarios for financial freedom, including the freedom to work to work the perfect, pro- perfect job or start a business, and the freedom to retire from the working world altogether. By the end of this book, you will have a step-by-step action plan in place so that you can get busy living. Rest assured that your personal financial plan is leading to a life of abundant choice and financial security. Part two will also show you how to become so absolutely free that your very existence is an act of rebellion against a status quo that keeps us bound. There are plenty of activities and action steps along the way, so buckle up and get ready to make moves. All right, so, okay, this is the last part of the introduction. So I'm going to just read it, go ahead and read it through. You can't afford to wait. As I write this book, we are in the midst of a global pandemic. 
I don't know about you, but I've seen the pandemic take way too many lives much too soon. I certainly realized life was precious before the pandemic began having, unfortunately, seen folks young and old pass away over the years. But the conditions of today make loss seem that much more painful. Have you ever considered the fact that you won't live forever? It's a a morbid thought, but it's also helpful in leading us to put a stake in the ground about our priorities and make the most of whatever time we have. Why settle for a less than optimal experience when you have the tools to make things much more exciting? There's a dream inside of you calling to get out. There are talents you possess that the world needs. There's a woman inside of you yearning to experience true freedom. What's the thing you would want most if you had the time and money to pursue it? There is no time like the present to start putting a plan together to make that dream reality. When most of us think about retirement, we imagine working until old age and then finally taking time off to travel and do other things. But where do we get that notion from? Though the economy may benefit from us make, from, from making us work as long as humanly possible, is this, the, is this the life you really want for yourself? What if all the things you plan to do in retirement were available today? I guarantee that round-the-world trip will be much more fun while you still have some youthful energy. Retirement isn't just about a life of leisure and relaxation either. Most of us will get bored of that after a while anyways. When I think of early retirement, I think of retiring from the obligation to do anything that I don't want to do. What I would do if I didn't have to work? I'd find other more exciting and fulfilling things to fill my time. Make music, write books, travel, help entrepreneurs start new projects, and maybe start a lifestyle-enhancing business of my own. What about you? How would you spend your time if you had the opportunity to retire now? By the end of this book, you will know exactly how to make this your reality if you so choose. The other piece we can't avoid mentioning is that relying too heavily on the job market is a recipe for disaster. A gamble you're better off avoiding. I was working in college financial aid during the fallout from the Great Recession of 2008. I was saddened to see how many families who had been living very well due to stable careers and high-paying incomes were now struggling to make ends meet. Their whole worlds were turned upside down overnight as companies starting starting laying off some of their most senior employees. Folks who hadn't looked for a job in years were suddenly trying to navigate the job market. Many millennials entered the job market during this time and can still remember the uncertainty. Some of my peers leaving prestigious law schools were asked by employers to take a year off until they could afford to hire again. I hope you never experience a moment of job uncertainty, but it's in your best interest to have a strong contingency plan in place just in case. As someone with two Harvard degrees and a track record of high achievement, even I haven't been immune to job volatility. In February 2021, I received the news that I was being laid off from my job. It came as a complete shock. Luckily, I was already following the advice in this book. 
and I was able to breathe a sigh of relief at the flexibility I would have to take my, my time and carefully consider what I would do next. I turned down a number of job offers because taking time for a bit of a sabbatical is what felt right for me. Traveling to see friends who've been in quarantine for over a year, getting this book written, working on my doctoral dissertation, and taking time to relax were the things I decided rather I decided I'd rather spend my time doing. If you lost your job today, do you know what you would do next? Will you have the financial freedom to make this choice and own it? Trust me when I tell you that you cannot afford to wait. Keep reading and commit to taking action on the advice in this book today. Period. And that's the introduction of the Black Girl's Guide to Financial Freedom. So, as you guys can see, y'all, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of this, how society or um, uh, economically, it's setting us up for failure. But that doesn't mean that we have to fail. And there's so many tools and resources out there that we can use to our advantage to make sure that we we secure financial freedom for the life that we choose to live. Amen. And that's not to say that every person reading this book or maybe listening to this podcast wants to retire early. There's some people that, you know, they enjoy working. They enjoy um, working a job or a nine to five. And that's cool, too. And that's what I like about this book is, and she even mentioned it, too, um, financial freedom and financial independence are used interchangeably throughout this book because it means something different for every reader. So financial freedom for me is the freedom to choose. And financial independence to me means that, like she said, if I were to lose my job tomorrow, would I be okay? You know, would I be, would I have, you know, the, the ability to be able to take my time to choose what my next step is? That to me is financial independence. So, yeah. So this, this is going to be good, mamas. This is going to be so good. If you have your copy of the book and you want to start reading chapter one, you could do that. Um, What we'll do on the next episode is we will read some of chapter one. We will have a quick little discussion and we will reconvene in the episode after that. Um, And then within that time, Uh, Hopefully you will have read the rest of chapter one and then we can kind of discuss and debrief. And also too, along while we're reading this, I want to share with each chapter. I want to share with you guys some of my financial shortcomings because I do believe in being transparent and, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not ashamed of where I've been (laughs) Uh, financially. Like I'm not ashamed of it. And I think that me being vulnerable and sharing it could hopefully help the next mom that may be listening to this, that may be thinking like, I don't think I can do this. I don't even have enough money to rub two pennies together. But just know financial freedom is for everyone. 
And you don't have to start off with a lot. Lord knows I don't, and I'm not. I'm not starting out with a lot. Um, but the goal is not the goal is not to be quick about this, right? The goal is to build wealth over time. And I'm not in a rush. Amen. I'm not in a rush. Uh, of course, I know that I'm not going to be here forever, but at the same time, I'm going to do what I need to do every day to ensure that I'm taking one more step towards that, that future of financial freedom that I see for myself and I see for my children. So with that, mamas, I'm going to land the plane here. I hope you enjoyed our first book club session. Amen. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, again, please do not hesitate to give me any feedback. Um, on the structure of this book club, uh, how how maybe uh, I can kind of tweak it and change it a little bit, uh, please. I'm all ears. You can DM me um, on Instagram at motherhood underscore ghetto. Um, I will put a Q&A at the bottom of these show notes on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, you can give me some feedback there. Um, but again, mamas, I really appreciate you. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at motherhood underscores ghetto and feel free to DM me any topics on motherhood that you would like for us to discuss on the podcast. However, I can help you throughout your motherhood journey. I'm here for you. Amen. And thank you guys again for tuning in. And until next time, mamas. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to follow the podcast and share with anyone who you think may enjoy it. And follow me on Instagram at motherhood underscores ghetto. Also feel free to DM me if you have any experiences, opinions, or views on motherhood you'd like me to share on the podcast. Until next time, mamas.